Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of Muslima in Paraiso, a virtual space for a new Muslima to share her journey as she navigates the intricacies of her new deen Islam. And I'm your host, Miriam Siraj, and I'm so, so happy, alhamdulillah, to have you with me today. <laughs> If you've been rocking with me for this long, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I'm so happy to have you here. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Assalamu alaikum everyone. It has been quite a long time since I have gotten in front of this mic and for good reason, but that's not why I am here with you all today. Um, as usual, I had a plan, a, a set topic that I was going to talk about, and it was going to be about the blessed month of Rajab and Shaban and Ramadan. And, but as I was doing my salats and completing my zikr, you know, something else kind of came to my spirit. And it's funny that it came to my spirit, you know, um, <laughs> because I've been trying to come up with a clear, concise, lot not logical, but being able to explain why I chose Islam in a comprehensible way, being able to actually articulate it and I still can't. I've been struggling to do that, and I have been a Muslima now for over a year, and I still can't quite put it into words. And so, I'm just sitting here like, Allah subhanahu wa taala, why, why am I talking about why I chose Islam when I can't even clearly define and articulate why I chose Islam? <laughs> um. But, you know, needless to say, I'm I'm truly practicing doing what the Most High has called me to do and honoring my intuition, you know, and what unfolds and what's revealed to me and what comes to me during prayer and just trusting that it's Allah's guidance for my life and, you know, and it's going to be impactful in some way no matter how imperfect it may be, you know? So, uh, here we go. Why I chose Islam. It's something that I, I really, I really can't articulate. And as I'm sitting here trying to come up with words, I'm filled with tears instead of a verbiage. It, it wasn't a choice, I don't think, for me. I think it was my spirit's return home. I think it was my spirit's longing to be back at home. Because the way I felt, y'all, when I decided, in air quotes, to take Shahada and revert, you know, back to Islam 
and to become a Muslim again, it was like I could literally feel this load being released and taken off of my shoulders. It was it was like a breath of fresh air. Now, mind you, I was in the tropics, so I mean, that could have played a part, you know, but it was like I could breathe again. It was like my spirit whispered, finally, finally we made it. And even now, as I'm, I was, as I was sitting here doing my zikr, it was like, this is it. This was it. This is what it was all for. So if I had to wrap it up in one, one fell swoop, I guess it was my spirit's desire to return back home, back to its eternal home. But if I tried to lay it out in chronological order and and define it materialistically, you know, I chose Islam because it's all-encompassing and it gives me everything, everything that I have ever wanted in this dunya. It is the never-ending plate of healthy sustenance and good, enjoyable, delicious, scrumptious food that I will never, ever run out of. It is the cup that is always, always full. Not half full, but always always full with the most delicious nectar. It feeds me. It heals me. It comforts me. And it provides me with all the things that I found comfort in when I was searching in other places. So if you haven't listened to the, the episode that came before this, my journey to Islam, You, this might not make any sense. You might not have any context for it, but I've searched for the most high, a connection to something bigger to my, than myself, to a connection to our creator, our sustainer, our provider, our destroyer, our healer, our everything in many, many different places. And each of those places provided me with something that resonated with me. But it was only one small piece of the puzzle, right? It only provided me with one piece, with one something, one practice, one tool, one nugget of wisdom that I resonated with. And Islam is the complete puzzle. It's the masterpiece. It's the complete finished painting, right? So for example, right, I, you could say that I started with Christianity, but not really, <laughs> but I'm going I'm to start there, right? Christianity gave me the notion that there was only one God and that there is only one God, right? There's only one creator, one divine entity or being, whatever you ascribe and Islam gives me that in the form of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my Rab. Right? Next, I kind of came to yoga, Hinduism, the Southeast Asian religions, 
And yoga gave me a connection to my body, right? It gave me a means to connect my body to the one creator that I know and I believe and know to be true. And every time I go to mix a lot, that's a flow, <laughs> right? It's almost like its own set of yogic asanas that I perform every day, multiple times a day, connecting my body to my creator. Hinduism <laughs> gave me this peace, this bliss, right? A means to see God, to see the divine, right? To see the light in everybody around me. And as I greet everybody in Islam with us, assalamu alaikum, and if I really want to go further, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu, I am called to grant peace, right, to everyone that I meet, even if I don't want to greet them. <laughs> you know, I'm called to smile as a form of charity, as a form of, as a form of, of sadaqa, right, to smile, to see the light in everybody with that smile and with the salams. With Hinduism, I also, well, Hinduism, Buddhism, more Buddhism, I think. Buddhism, I resonate with the mala and reciting mantras, right? And the rhythmic, rhythmic meditation that it provides. And it's something about repeating repeating a word or a phrase or a sentence or whatever you may whatever you may have that this allows you to go deeper and deeper into unlocking the medicine that is hidden within that mantra that is hidden within that phrase or that word right because i think a lot of the times we just say it one time but we never fully grasp the meaning and the depths of the wisdom and the medicine that it holds and reciting mantras over and over again using a mala unlocks something within me that Buddhism gave and I get that in Islam with my zikr and my tasbih right using my tasbih to, to recite the holy words of the Quran from my holy text you know, over and over and over again, it takes me to the same, if not higher, meditative healing space that Buddhism, right? that reciting my mantras as I practice Buddhism did. And as I bring up the Quran, I, I realized that Christianity also allowed me to have a physical a physical manifestation of God's divine guidance for my life in my hands. And Islam gives also gives me that in the form of the Quran. Jainism <laughs> allowed me or gave me this notion of how can I put this, y'all? <laughs> 
Jainism gave me the notion of fellowship and community of people coming together for a higher purpose, of people coming together to transcend the material world, right? To deny the themselves, right? To deny the flesh, right? With their saints and their asceticism and monkhood. And Islam gives me that in the form of fasting, fasting for Ramadan, fasting for Sunnah on Mondays and Thursdays, fasting on the white days of the month, right? Fasting for spiritual reasons whenever I feel called to do so, right? Denying myself, right? And killing my nafs in the process. I got that notion and that sense from Jainism and I also get it from Islam in this way. Buddhism gave me non-attachment, right? And realizing that nothing is personal and that everything that I experience can be alchemized for my highest good. And I get that in Islam, you know, as I have to accept that everything good, bad, and ugly that comes into my life has been allowed by Allah. And if it's good for me, it's been allowed by Allah to give me a period of ease. If it's seemingly bad for me, it's it's been sent from Allah to test me, to grow me, to deepen my faith, to see if I'm going to overcome, to overcome it, right? And if it's ugly, <laughs> then it's been placed there in my life by Allah to allow me to get closer to him. Right. To rely upon her more than I rely upon myself, more than I rely upon anything in this dunya and anyone in this dunya in the form of tawakul. Everything. Right. When I kind of dabbed my toe, dipped my toe into the pool of African spirituality in the form of voodoo, hoodoo, or even cometicism, right? Egyptian um, mysticism. Right. The thing that kind of pulled me a little bit to that was the ritualistic nature of making baths and herbs um, and just making everything intentional through the form of ritual. And I even get that in Islam with my voodoo. Right. That's a ritual purifying myself, cleansing myself. It's a ritual. It's an intentional act. Right, it's an intentional purification that I do not once a day, but five times a day for me. Okay, because I have to make voodoo very, very often. Okay, <laughs> but it's a ritualistic cleansing that I go through multiple times a day, and that in and of itself is its own form of protection. Right, me making salat is ritualistic in nature. I get that in Islam. So everything that I have searched for, everything that I have been attracted to or called to, vibed with, resonated with, I get with Islam. And everything that I just revealed to you, it didn't come to me as I was making my quote unquote decision to take Shahada. It's been revealed to me over the past year. That is complete and it's the most righteous path, the most righteous path for me and not everyone is called to it and not everyone will be called to it. And 
Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah that I have. And inshallah that my daughter will be, right? My daughter is Muslim right now and I'm praying, Alhamdulillah, inshallah, that she'll stay that way. And if for any reason she loses her way, that she'll come back. Even in, as I think about the self-help, right, the non-spiritual things that I search for, and I'm continuing to search for, right, as I, you know, read Eat, Pray, Love and try to elevate myself and love myself more, or read certain books, even as I read certain authors, you know, that I try to heal my inner child with. Islam gives me that because a lot of my inner child healing, a lot of my trauma stems from a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-love and self-confidence. And Islam gives me that in its high regard for women and its, its tenacity in protecting me and protecting us, right? I have found such liberation and freedom and restriction <laughs> in being a hijabi and following the Quran and it's beautiful. Everything that I need is here. Everything that I need to protect myself as a woman, everything that I need to elevate myself as a mother, to elevate myself as an individual, to elevate myself as a divine feminine being is here within Islam. The protection that I seek, the ascension that I seek, the connection that I seek, the interaction that I seek, the discernment that I seek, the con I keep saying connection, y'all, but the divinity the power, the vibration, the love, the freedom, the support, the joy, the peace, the zen, the bliss, the everything that I seek has been found with this, within Islam. And I've only barely, barely scratched the surface. So I hope that I answered and I did it justice. And I know that as I continue to walk this path, that why I chose Islam will continue to be revealed to me. And so maybe there might be future episodes like why Islam part two or part three or part four. I don't know. But I'm so happy. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Even in my moments where I, I'm stretched thin and I'm wondering why I chose Islam. I'm happy that I chose Islam and I know my spirit is at peace. My spirit is resting because it knows that it is safe. It is comforted, it is supported, it is held, it is protected. In the beautiful space, path, home, cocoon, nest that is this that is Islam. Hmm. And I'm going to leave y'all with that. <laughs> Until next time, I 
I pray that you find peace and that you surrender to your why when it comes to Islam and that you find a way to record it, keep record of it some way, either by writing it, recording it audibly, making a video or something so that way in your dark times, in your ugly times, in your bad times, in your trying times, in those times when you're on the brink of possibly leaving Islam, or maybe you're on the other side of that coin and you keep coming to Islam, but you're not, you haven't taken the leap, you haven't taken Shahada, that you watch it and it helps you to overcome and it helps you to make that leap and to commit. Or that it helps you to stay committed and to stay the path and to further deepen your walk on the path of Islam. So until next time, you guys, <clears throat> I leave you with that. <laughs> Bismillah. Ameen.